Take two, three, two, one. Perfect. Carter Schmidt. How you doing, Justin? On the podcast, take two. All right. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. How you been, boss man? I've been doing good, man. Uh, life's just fucking crazy. I've been wanting to be on this podcast for a while now, and I'm glad I can finally be on it. Uh, I'm glad you can have it on, too. We've had a lot of people on this. I'm trying to reamp the podcast. I've been kind of slacking because I've just been doing other stuff, whether it's working, whether it's, you know, ma- I've been make- I've been making beats like crazy. Like, I made a song with John Carlo the other day, and yeah, it yeah, was I just insane. Like, I'm learning so much in um, FL, and I can't believe it. We were listening to, like, year like year ago beats that I made and I'm like, Oh my God, I was garbage right. and I'm still garbage, but it's my garbage. That's you know what uh, I mean? my friend. He, uh, he doesn't, he's not producing beats, but he's uh, mixing. And so like he, I remember like the very beginning on when he was doing it, it was like just some basic ass, like, uh, like garage band like mixing Heck but like yeah. yeah everybody has to start somewhere a lot of a lot of big producers have produced uh big songs like savage was made in garage band yeah, by yeah. uh by uh, megan a stallion and designer with yeah like, pan, yeah uh, and everything Panda. yeah yeah uh let's see like uh take a day trip they they produce let's see they did legends by juice world um uh panini was made in garage band because they did take a trip mo bamba Mobamba, oh, yeah, Garage yeah. Band. Yeah, because they they were did it. That song went huge and everything. It's not even on the Billboard what, Top 100, but that's just everyone's I'm surprised phenomenal. it didn't. It is, but, you know, it's all about media and everything. But yeah. you know what? That that song plays a special place in everyone's freaking party heart. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, then they hear that. White people listen to it. Black people listen oh, to dude. it. Latinos. Uh, yep. Like, Asian culture. Like, mm-hmm. everybody tuned into Mobamba. Loves that. Like, I love that song did. because it was just... just it was just the stupidest song, but it just went freaking hype. Right. Awesome. Right. Carter Schmidt, you are one of uh, one of my close friends. You are hella cool, but right now we're probably going to get into a, like a really deep topic. We got to talk about the world, what's going on, boss, man. This is uh, Like insane. revolving around like Black Lives Matter, yeah. like George Floyd and all the police I, I shootings, protesting. Because, you know, we could be listening to this in like three years and we'll just, you know, kind of give everybody an overview. Right now, it's just a war, just a race war, and it's like the worst thing in the world yeah. for everybody around whether you're white black hispanic it's just like i feel like i have a good perspective on it because i like i'm not just one like 100 percent black or Mm -hmm. white i'm a i'm kind of an even mix not really like i'm like 40 percent black and the rest is white and then like a little bit of like native american so Mm -hmm. i do have both sides of being a biracial mixed kid yeah and so i i definitely feel like i have a very like wide open perspective on. so probably the first thing i I'm going to uh, ask you, and this is something that I've asked. Uh, I asked Sean Williams this question, but we were just like smoking out in the back and he just got distracted and right. answering me. <laughs> what was like the first time can you go back where you felt, I guess, like not, not really discriminated on, but you felt, I guess, people watching you or whatever. You ever had like a situation going through that? Because I never have. Well, um, I would say like the first time ever was uh, like because like as like being mixed, it wasn't yeah. like being like discriminated just solely being black it was like from my black side of my family and then oh, like okay. the white side yeah. uh, it was like because i have really conservative white grandparents oh fun like, like yeah my, my black dead par- par- grandparents are like they're not alive anymore so mm-hmm. i didn't really get that from them like oh you can't be you can't date a white girl or you can't but like my grandparents like my white side like they do not want to see me dating a black girl but that's just something i have to live with Mm -hmm. and like but like i wouldn't be opposed to it but i also have like a very Mm -hmm. steady relationship with my girlfriend family's family yeah definitely right and um like i love her and so Mm -hmm. like i don't seek anything but like that's just one thing is like 
being on my white side, it has always been like, don't act too hood. Don't act too like, yeah. don't use slang in the house. Always be very proper. Always talk with the right mindset and mm-hmm. everything. And on my black side, it was like, the best way to break it down is my personalities kind of change when I'm in yeah. those areas. Like when I'm with my black culture, like I tend to like have more slang and that stuff. It's just the way you would just dr- normally talk, adapt. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. And so I guess that's like the first time I've been like, like solely discriminated by myself where I've also been like, had like second thoughts on how I should act and how I should perceive myself to mm-hmm. other people, like to myself. So that sounds kind of weird. Like, can you discriminate against yourself but especially you can when you're like when you have both sides of races on you mm-hmm. but i would say like primarily from like a different side like on the outside world of discriminate discrimination against me it would be like so i was riding in the car with my brother his uh friend and my friend where he like his friend was is 100 percent african-american my brother's mixed like me yeah and my friend is black yeah and we were riding in the car on the highway and like like and like this might have some controversy against it because some people aren't going to be like, oh, this is discrimination. This isn't discrimination. Say but- what you will, man. So we got pulled over like on a speeding ticket on the mm. highway. We were going like I think like ten over, not even anything bad. Yeah. And we got pulled over, and immediately like the cop walks up to the car and he's like, where, why, where are you guys going? Why are you going so fast? Blah blah blah. My brother's like, oh, we're just trying to go home. Like, and he was like, oh, like okay, haven't had a drink. None of us. He was like, okay, I smell weed and alcohol in the car. Could you guys step out? Like, we were like, why do we have to step out? And he was like, because I need to do a sobriety test. And I was like, and we were like really confused. We were not arguing, but we were questioning the law. Because that's, as civilians, that's our job. We question the law and we can do that as we please. And we were like questioning. And he said those questioning, the questioning that we were doing was resisting. And so immediately slapped us all in cuffs like sat us down on the curbside and he was like i'm gonna call my partner up here because you guys are being too resisting and like it was this whole ordeal two uh no three cop cars pulled up jesus for a really speeding ticket over 10 and they were like oh these these african-americans are resisting my uh instructions and then we called her mom down she was in my mom's white yeah and she was like these are my two sons and their friends why are you ha- why do you have them in handcuffs are they being detained are oh they being God. arrested they're like no they're just being uh they're just put in cuffs for our own protection and we are like what do you mean for your own oh protection we weren't even being violent dude it's like the scene from straight out of compton what the fuck exactly what the fuck and so like and i'm like yes i like i'm black I'm, i don't have that dark of a complexion yeah it, like he might have thought like i'm latino which i get that a lot yeah. that i look latino or hispanic of any race which i'm not and uh yeah it was just we it was just wild oh that was like God. the first time ever in like they're white cops they're like in the one cop there was like because two pulled up in the first squad car it was a female and a man both white yeah the second cop car was a single cop he was i think i don't want to like profile anybody but i'm pretty sure he was latino and okay. then the third one the third one was white yeah and so I like was really confused. They were like just questioning us the whole night, and my mom was just basically like bitching at them the whole time. Like release them, release them. You don't have them. You don't have anything on them. They're not detained. You don't. They literally searched the car too, like not they didn't even ask for permission. They just pulled us out, searched the car, 
didn't find anything because we weren't smoking, we weren't drinking, and then we were literally just trying to get home. And it, like, they released us. We got back in our car and we drove home. Garner, yeah. my mom would do the exact same thing if I was in a car with uh, two bl- two black kids or two Hispanics or whatever. My mom would be because my because you know I'm adopted and everything. My mom be like, "What the hell is wrong with you guys?" Right. Because, well, first off, she would probably you know be like you know it, you know she would ask the exact same thing. If the car wasn't clean, then I'd get my ass whooped. She'd be like, "Oh, okay, exactly. well." What are you going to do? Take but, him to jail. <laughs> yeah, my mom be like, well, then he's going to get his ass whooped when he gets home. And I'm like, please take me home. I'd rather get ass whooped by my, by my mom than go and rot in jail. Right. <laughs> but, uh, oh, damn, man. But I wouldn't, like, and, like, I've, like, especially, like, at Limburg, mm-hmm. like, I, I've dealt with, like, a lot of uh, racially insensitive, like, kids there. Um, well, and, yeah. Like, senior, junior year, it, like, it was, like, it hit the peak in sophomore year, but senior and junior years when I would like started like separating myself from Limburg, I went from the, the normal, the normal side of Limburg to the Academy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say that the Academy is like for hoodlums, gangsters, like people that use drugs. And although that everybody, or or wannabes, like wannabe gangsters. And although that may be true, another side of the Academy is, Kids that are just fed up with Lindbergh yeah. that want to be separated and are ready to either graduate early because in the academy you have a chance to speed up your class programs and your credits to graduate early. And that's what I did. I graduated in February, but I still walked with my class yeah. in July. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, that was my main reason. And, like, and it was a, like, a lot of trade kids, like people that are going in construction or, like, people going that, into the workforce that aren't going into a right, four year fucking like, school. A majority of also the kids in the academy come from not rich lifestyles, and mm-hmm. so they're they're helping their parents make money by yeah. working a job, and Absolutely. so like the academy gets out at twelve thirty every single day, and most of the kids are going straight to work after that, and then going home. Yeah, and so like that's what like that was the, my big beef with like because people were like, oh, the academy, like oh, they're bad. They're- I understand, dude, and and my sister was in the my sister was in the academy. Shout out my sister, I love you to death. Uh, and it's just because she got, she had, uh, she got really, really like depressed because of like family stuff and everything. And it right. affected me. It didn't affect me probably until now, whenever I look back on it and I probably feel a little more shitty cause I probably should have helped her more instead of kind of like be the outsider and kind of mm-hmm. look in and been like, Oh, like that's where I guess quote unquote the bad kids go right. when it's just not, um, it's funny how you say that. Like, uh, it's just not funny, but at the same time, just, the, just the correspondence of the way you say that, um, you know, I'm very thankful that, like I said before, before we started recording about how growing up in a white privileged house, my mom even called me up because she's all over Facebook and that's all she's doing mm-hmm. right now. And she's just she just doesn't understand. And the reason why she doesn't understand about all this, you know, black culture, just being hated on everything. I go, mm-hmm. mom, it's because you're white. You know, you, you know, yeah. and I saw a quote on somebody's Instagram. It was just like learning about racism is not nearly as hard to understand about going instead of going through it. There you know? um there's like and people would think that like there's just only one mindset of racism like and like there's like a whole like like pyramid of racism i don't know them all on the top of my head uh there's like systematic racism which is set by the government to keep like minorities oppressed yeah and then there's direct racism to where like if a like if a white person calls a black person the n-word yeah uh but like other than that like 
there's too many forms and way many forms of racism that is used to oppress minorities in America and Mm -hmm. especially not just America alone all over the world yeah and like there's black people oppressed in Europe there's black people oppressed in like northern Africa this is going around like crazy because everything's been canceled that's why this movement is so huge because you know right now sports Coachella Mm -hmm. like Lana Palooza everybody's tours everybody's thing and now the fact that we have not only Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, where these influencers have an audience of people. So if that, right. if all these people have the same mindset and everyone's retrieving it on their phones, it's going to spark some heads and just different. It's, diff- it's going to get more people yeah. on it with social media today, like with the Blackout Tuesday. Like, mm-hmm. like I'd say like, ooh, this is probably not a real statistic, but 65% of like America and like around the world, like tuned into Blackout. Tuesday. I say higher, higher. Yeah. I say higher. Well, like you have to, t- like I was, like you have to take into account. World or United people. States? United States. Oh, okay. Mm, I say seventy-five. Okay, probably I'll go seventy-five, dude. dude a lot like, of people. A lot of people, and especially when um celebrities started yeah. doing it, everybody. Like I was like yeah. the first on the jump with it. I made like two different posts about it on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I also changed my Instagram profile picture to the black hand mm-hmm. uh, to kind of like signify that I'm with my black culture. I'm just like, I may mm-hmm. be biracial, but I'm not sticking. To, I'm not really sticking to one side. I'm staying very moderate in the, in the middle. And that's, that's where I kind of don't understand where I go because I'm not black and everything. I am a minority, right. but at the same time, I'm very, I'm a very privileged minority. You know, all my friends, you know, give me shit because I am, you know, brown or dark skin and everything, but I grew up a white kid, which I did, right. you know, I was, Oh, and and nothing against like Lindbergh or anything. Like I went through, you know, what's it? What's he like? It was Truman, then Spare. No, Truman, then Truman again, uh, and yeah, then same. Lindbergh, and then. I remember riding on the bus with you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it was it was chill. You know, I really never. I felt like kids didn't like me because either I was either weird or an asshole mm. more than like my actual race. That's what I told my mom. And she's like, well, I'm glad it wasn't like a race thing. And I'm like, I'm glad it wasn't a race thing. Cause that thing that, that probably would have fucked me up even more. Yeah. In middle school, like I would say like, I got zero. Make sure you're talking into the mic I, in, in middle gonna, school. I want them to hear. Yeah. In middle school, I got like zero problems with race issues. Mm-hmm. It, it was more towards like high school when people, because like in middle school, you're still following like what your parents like, yeah. beliefs are Absolutely. and everything. And you're not really like as confident in high school. Mm-hmm. that really all changed people started speaking out and saying what they think in their minds and it may be right or wrong uh but it, like it really hit a spark or like i said around sophomore year yeah it was like when i started all the problems and when i actually started perceiving and mm-hmm. seeing all the like racial inequalities and in, like the district and then also america because like i would like yes i was on social media but i was on that social media side where it was like video games and like memes and stuff like Mm -hmm. that it was never really like real world problems it was only until high school until i started taking more looks into that yeah because you know right because nobody in middle school wants to be that kid who is screaming politics when nobody has any any fucking clue what they're talking about you know it's when you have more based opinions and when you're when your brain's fully developed and you're in the world right now you know like this coming election 
is just going to be probably the biggest in the world because of everything yeah. that's going on. I, I have no, I've been looking, isn't it like Joe Biden and Trump? Like probably looking but like besides, besides a third candidate's going to run, but I doubt it, man. It's just hey, Kanye though. Like he said oh, he was going to make her, that, bro. That's too funny. <laughs> Uh, I you know the reason why I think the reason why he said that is because he wants people to talk about him, kind of with like the McGregor quote right. unquote retiring. He wants us to talk about him, and even Joe Rogan called him out on that. He was just like, he's not retiring right now. Right. The world's just crazy right now. He's got a kid, so he probably just wants time off and everything. And also, um, he's been bitching about that nobody's gonna give him a fight. Me and Patrick talked about that on the podcast. We were just yeah, um, how he's just he's you know kind of like Trump. He's like, I'm gonna take my toys and leave. You know, it's my toys. Exactly. You know, like it's, it's my my own. He's gonna thing. take his like three. Point five billion dollars and just chill. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna. I feel you. Whenever you went back and said about how you kind of fit the personality that you're kind of like around, I kind of understand that, but kind of in a different point. You know, right before all the Corona shouldn't happen and everything, and this movement went just bananas and insane on every social media page and everything. Uh, it was a big story about how we were looking at the border for from Mexico yeah. to the United States and about how people that are escaping poverty, poverty you know, trying to come into this like world. Build a wall. Yeah, like build a wall and all that right. shit and everything. You know, there's you know, I want to I'm not trying to say, it, but I guess I can say it. The white part of me, I guess you can say, who, you know, is paying tax dollars and is mm. is in a white family who understands, you know, what this is and what the world does is like, yeah, they shouldn't be coming in because, you know, they're coming in illegal, of course. But then on the other side of my heritage, I'm just like, holy fuck, like those are the people that didn't get the same luck that I uh. like fortunately had that are getting gassed on that are being not being able to escape and find a better chance of survival of in this life. And I'm were, just like, you were adopted. Yeah. Right? Adopted yeah. at six months. So I really um. kind of think about, holy shit, that could have been me trying to escape poverty. And it's really, really fucked about how, you know, what do we do? Do you wish that you, like what what race of uh is Hispanic? Oh, Guatemalan. Uh, okay. That's yeah. what I thought. So do you wish that you had more like, I guess like opportunities to like involve yourself around that culture. Absolutely. Like, um, I, I, you know, it was always one of those things that I would maybe want to go down there and experience, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I don't know how I would handle it. Yeah. Maybe like even anything in general. And also I would have to watch my P's and Q's down there. Cause right. if I got like my passport snatched, I'm there. Like right. there's nothing I can do. So it's also very dangerous and extremely, extremely poor, you know? Well, also they like, I, I'm pretty sure like the United States has like protection over that. Yeah, like, absolutely. If you do get your passport stolen though, like you just have to contact them and it'll take like probably like a month. Yeah. Know? Oh, like, but like you could probably get that shipped to you and the, like you can get back. Hopefully but. that's, that's on the off chance that that would likely happen. Right. But you know, that's just another thing that I've always wanted yeah, to do. Very... And I, and I've told that example and that example kind of opens up a lot of people's eyes about holy crap. Like, you know, cause that also impacts about where I stand today in this place. Right. You know, I'm not black, but I'm not white at the same yeah. time. But at the same time, like I've just grown up in different, you know, sides, you know, I didn't start working, um, with black people until I was high school mm -hmm. because I worked around Fenton and we just don't have a lot, you know? Yeah, like, it's a it, very uh, white predominant area. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, I bust my butt at Penn Station down the street. I was the only brown kid and, you know, I was the only guy for a long time. I worked with like nine girls for the first time and it was chill. Like, do you, like, I don't, like, I don't know all the facts to it, but you only know like the, like the percentage of black people in like Limburg is like I think like a, a very scarce like five percent mm -hmm. like and 
Like I, I knew I could count all like the black people in my class like probably on my hand. Yeah. Like it was only like same here, in, man. In the graduating class, it was like only like six, mm-hmm. including me seven. Like, but it's it's just crazy because around like five four years ago, uh, whenever I was going into the high school, like that's when they stopped busing in kids from the city, and it wasn't like people like Limburg likes to say it was like they didn't want to f- like afford the money for the buses, yeah. but Limburg is a very very rich high school like they only have one school to attend which i'm surprised they don't break it up into two high schools like yeah. limburg north limburg south whatever they want to do whatever to reach out to fenton because like that's crazy that they're like mm-hmm. pulling in kids from fenton but they it's won't. because uh Sekman, fox rockwood and northwest doesn't want any more kids from fenton we have a right. shit ton of kids what not, not even just high school elementary school middle school and high school that's why but the major like the, the main reason on why they stopped busing in kids and i got this from a teacher that was like like i'm pretty it was Miss Zayner, the English teacher, one yeah. of my favorite teachers there. She said, "I've heard so much good shit about her." Yeah, she said the main reason why they stopped busting kids from the city is because when they were there was like fights like oh. every week, and yeah, like they were like so they like they were saying like the black people were causing trouble around school, and, and that's it, and that's one of those situations where you just don't it, know what to like do in that point you, you don't know? know what to do you don't know what the situations were was it the black people that were causing the problems or yeah. was it the, the white people the insensitive white because there are like i'm not saying when i say white people i'm not like talking about no, the broad no. majority i totally talking understand. about because i have a lot of white friends at limburg i'm talking about the very like small minority of white kids at limburg when my by minority like limburg's a very is like thousand kids in it so a minority is actually very big numbers mm-hmm. the small minority of insensitive racially like white kids at Limburg. assholes yes right the assholes at Limburg. <laughs> um they like was it like the black people causing problems or was it those kids that were being racist towards those black kids and the, those black kids have a very strong mind and they they have a very strong ethnic background mm-hmm. are taking no for an answer and taking a stand mm-hmm. and was that it or was it like I don't I don't black believe, on black yeah I don't believe that the black people were just going in Limburg beating kids asses no, and just causing no. problems like because I would be able to see that too because I because that's just another thing because um it kind of scares me about whether this race war continues and if it just escalates to just a giant explosion like where do I go because you know i would love you know i i think that nobody should be hurt in this fucking world i think everybody demands respect i think anybody in this world doesn't deserve a dime to their name unless they work their dick off right you know whether whether you are brown purple or green you know that's a very um and i have that same outlook that's a very republican or like Mm right-sided like mind of thought like yeah. you, in this country you work your ass off to get what you want yeah. you don't it's not given to you heck no and so like like that's where i stand like so like i like i said even on like the standpoint racially i'm very moderate but also politically i'm very moderate uh-huh. like and people will say no you can't be moderate there's no way you you'll have views like on mostly one-sided but like no i would say like on my political and side on like uh-huh. ethnics and like moral standards it's mostly like democrat yeah but on a business standpoint and how to like just be successful in this country it's very republican and like i don't know man and especially like with my girlfriend like her family is very like right-sided and like and i've been like way more open to those thoughts because like i'm just not trying to like cause any problems yeah no you know yeah um but also like i see what they're saying and like like both views make very strong points oh yeah absolutely and so you can't be like no fuck your thoughts like whatever like 
but you have to be very open-minded and that's like wow like while i grow up that's what i've been doing i would say like this day and age and like starting like i'd say like at the end of my junior year yeah is when i started to be like people have said that like my whole personality has changed i'm not really like I don't want to say I'm not really like all like like whimsical or like all like jokey. Now, you got a lot like, more confidence to I, yourself. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have my like my head on top of my shoulders and like what I want to say, what I want to like preach out to people, and like what is right or wrong in my eyes. And you had like, a lot of anger junior year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it was mostly stemming from. Um, I'm glad I'm glad everything got sorted out, boss man. Yeah, it was that, like it was like a lot of family problems, a yeah. lot of relationship issues with. Friends. I get you, boss man. Family problems kind of get you, you know. Mm-hmm. You and then you, nobody knows what people go through, you know. Like, and that's just and that that's what I've just learned from just perspective about just even my friend group about how somebody just doesn't even talk about stuff. Yeah. Like Patty, not trying to put you in the spot. I love you to death, but he he's a shell, bro. He's an onion. Like you you got to get deep in him. He won't talk, man. He's and he's talked a little bit to me, but I love that kid to death, and that's why we the podcast because he's such a great outdoor person that we've like brought him into mm-hmm. he's kind of closed and kind of sheltered and everything and just really didn't say much but he just can talk about anything and we love him patrick is uh definitely one of my favorite favorite little white boys at limburg oh, he's, <laughs> like, he's the man dude dude him and um joe mayberry oh yeah re- really good dudes uh like around the, like it was around the end of junior year mm-hmm. is when i was like I, I hung out with them about like on occasion like at, at most three times it was a very short time but v- at each time i did it was great uh we went to joe uh joe's bo- like his dad's boxing oh yeah yeah we were like we were boxing there we were sparring and mm-hmm. because like yeah like like yes i'm i'm a very nice person but i also have that little fight to me i like to fight mm-hmm. and that's as like as that kind of makes sense because I'm going into the Marines. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, like, they were really good dudes. Very, They were teaching me because, like, I did boxing uh, and wrestling, like, my freshman and eighth grade year, and it was a great time. I didn't learn a lot because I was in there for a short period because it kind of got cut off because of football. Yeah. But... I wanted to get back up to, onto it because I like Joe said that he had like six years of boxing experience and mm-hmm. fucking uh, Patrick said he had like four years of kickboxing. Yeah, he was, did. Uh, he did. He knows a lot of jujitsu and everything. Wow. And yeah. he knows about a lot of groundwork because him and I, we always joke about how um, whenever we were all broke around the house, we were like, what if we like get Patrick to like fight somebody and we bet on him and like on my backyard yeah. and like we got to find somebody to fight him. But, th- but then at the same time, I was just like, man, I don't want anybody like getting knocked out and knocked out on my property yeah me. exactly like, you have to have people sign waivers yeah and like yeah. i don't want people sued you know but that'd be actually just kind of cool and also like i've talked to patrick and he just he was um he loved boxing and he loved shadow boxing and he loved you know working out and doing stuff and i was like bro why don't you do it he's like well my mma coach moved to california i'm like okay that makes sense and then everything's being closed wow. down i'm like damn bro you know this is shutting down so many people's future careers but i tell you who it's not shutting down youtubers yeah, YouTubers, YouTubers are online still. Yeah. YouTubers are still making money, and this is what, and a lot of like what's going to happen. People are going to go to YouTube. People are going to open up that platform, and YouTube's going to make a lot more money. Honestly, I would say that they're like they're making even more. Yeah, than, like b- before COVID. Probably now people are just sitting in their houses doing nothing. And oh yeah. So they have to have something to do. So they've been just going to streams, Twitch, yeah. whatever oh, podcasts, and so. You know Seth Kaufman? Mm-hmm. He made $500 in a month. 
From like the donations, streaming. yeah, on streaming. streaming. That's crazy. He, he, and you know, we've been helping him out. You know, like I love Seth to death. Like he's been making that money, bro. Like, and he's just—he's not even Tifu or Ninja. Right. He just started probably by like a year ago. It's like fuck me. I'm I'm going about buy a PC and start streaming. You know what I mean? That's and, what I wanted to do at the start. Like, yeah, because every every kid like oh, yeah. like that is like us. Always had that dream of like making money online, not yeah. having to go out and like work a regular job mm -hmm. and it started out it was it is really cringy but it oh, started it started yeah. out oh. everybody's first youtube videos are cringy around. my first podcast was garbage you know <laughs> but but we learn and you make mistakes and you you make you make something trash and you make it better that, that that's the one thing that i wish i would have done because honestly if that would have kicked off i probably wouldn't be going to the marines because mm -hmm. the main reasons of me going to the marines is to make money yeah like, and like because i want to go into a trade i want to go in computer engineering mm -hmm. and with like in but a, right now it's just not the market dude right it's so not. the marines is going to pay for all my education like that but i yeah. really wish that Around freshman year, eighth grade year is when I like started like doing my yeah simple YouTube videos oh, like damn, on man. this is really cringy if like I Minecraft had, if, and stuff yeah. like that, dude. If I would have walked into like freshman year with the knowledge that I have about like podcasting and like making beats and DJing, I would have been unstoppable. Right, I would have been unstoppable. But you know what? It you know that's just what we had right now. And what's grateful is I have the knowledge now, and it's about go mm -hmm. out and go do something with and it. Just perfecting of, it, right? Yeah. Perfecting exactly your craft that's all it's about man absolutely boss man well kind of changing topics and everything let's just talk about you know you know i heard uh you know omar about everything you know man. the shooting you know rest in peace man like i think he yeah. was in a gym class of mine that like because i had norman and then i'm pretty sure he was in a mcneely's class and we'd always play throton great guy you know i know megan wilkinson she was really hit hard because they were close and everything and i had no clue and it's just rough man because you know we're I'm sick of even the fact that it was just a Limburg kid, you know, you just don't want to bury any of our brothers anymore. Yeah, I, I don't like I was trying to do more research on that yeah. to kind of figure out where it's That's why from. I wasn't gonna say like everything that happened, just gonna say that, you know, he passed and you know, God right. bless and everything. I hope his family's doing okay. Like, yeah. Like it was really sad when I first saw him because I knew Omar personally. He was in like two of my classes. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, man. It was it was just really upsetting because mm -hmm. it like like a lot of people like were texting me being like oh this is the reason why things in america need to change i was like no bro like that wasn't even the case i was like you just need to one do like any kind of research first to kind of figure out what happened mm -hmm. but like instead of figuring out what happened and who like and pointing fingers mm -hmm. why don't you just start mourning first and start like accepting mm -hmm. or like start feeling bad that we just lost someone that was dear and close to our hearts and someone that we actually knew because that's just crazy to think that someone in our age group like I i'm two years younger than him he was a senior he was above your senior class yeah right? he was one year above yeah. me two years younger than me and that's not far away from my age and so that's just crazy like that I it could is be, i could be that situation it is man right and now that we get older, we're going to start seeing that more and more. And I know, and that's the thing that I'm not looking forward to because I'm very blessed that, you know, I've known that a lot of people in my own grade were going through a very rough times during senior year. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful that, you know, everybody got behind, you know, Abby and Will Oler and everything. Mm -hmm. And Oler was in my show choir class. Like, he did Mads yeah, and everything. So we, so we got behind that train of just doing everything for him to make sure he's doing great. Um I'm very blessed that I've never had to let anybody go, but at the same time, I'm just very, very, 
very humble and very respective of mm-hmm. people who sadly who have in each other's grade that you know that that people know that they were loved and people know that you know we're just thinking about them and just yeah, you know man. hope that they rest in peace man like you know yeah, they're in paradise right now absolutely man. boss man yeah. better than this shit hold down here so <sighs> Right, man. No man, no. Going back to everything about the media and stuff, and going to you know different types of topics and everything. I think that right now, it's just you know. Do you think that right now, people in like maybe you know a year, what do you think is going to be happening? In a year, in wow. a year, okay. man. Um, in a year, I feel like it's still gonna be like yeah. kind of like the same situation because it takes so long. Like a lot of people were saying, like, "Oh, this is the start to the new like civil war." Like, oh my God. and I really hope no. that's not gonna be the that's case. That's what my because, dad's been saying. Yeah, like, cause that fighting is never the answer. It's like, he, like, if anything, we just need more open-minded people in office. Like, and like You're things not like wrong, that. Dude. You're not wrong. Or like. I don't even want to say this, but like maybe like a government change, like mm-hmm. from like, uh, I've, I like I'm not really familiar with like politics like that, and that's mm-hmm. really funny that I'm going in like to a government job, but oh, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, but they're not gonna ask you to right. recite all of the governors and everything in the world. The Declaration be of like, Independence, word for word, what is it? No, oh, but like, I don't know, man. We're we're just gonna need some like big Congress changes, some some big Senate. Yeah, you're not and wrong. House, so like. That that's my only thing is uh yeah still recording we're good just changing that up and to like get more open minded people like maybe some more color like, yeah because a mass majority of the of the government like and people like that are in like the executive legislative and all that stuff are are white. white are white right you know and so maybe some more biracial like biracial political people yeah. or um like actual black and like Hispanic Latino Asian things like that will start like digressing and changing the country over time not just keep putting in white people and like that. rich white people not yeah right and and so like of course you need mo- you have to have money to go into politics for mm-hmm. like uh what's so advertising and campaigning can- and right. everything and travel you need and stuff that, yes absolutely but on the other hand you need more diversity to actually get what we want mm-hmm. and yeah, or like because if not, if things don't change within like like not even a year, if things don't change and there's still like the racial problems, like like and like oh my god, I forgot to even talk about this. Like, go for it. What, Your podcast. What dude. really needs to change in the year is the freaking police restrictions. Yeah, like it was crazy. Trumps like sent out uh like he sent out a message saying that there are exponentially like like speeding up the police training so they can have more like firearms and men at the protest yeah that is the problem it takes around 12 years for a lawyer to get his masters in law yeah to actually fully understand law and the rights and everything and like our constitution and things like that it takes an officer around 6 months yeah, I was watching something on YouTube where uh, how the police are uh, – how did the police become so powerful? 
because and I was watching about how from like the 1940s, you know, they were just, you know, regular cops and everything. And then right after we got out of Iraq and Afghanistan and, you know, Obama sent all of our troops uh, home and everything, you know, thankfully, but all that extra equipment that we just busted our butt making in mass production in our factories got sent to the police. And wow. they were like, this is what an industry standard of what they would use for, you know, um, you know, fighting Al Qaeda or some shit like that. And now that's that. what the police has. Yeah, and ridiculous. it's just like and, and at the same time where you know what how does it turn you know what are you preparing for right another it, civil war dude that's why like that's what they all have in stock is these high-powered rifles and weaponry know? for the fallout the end-all be-all why do you need that why does it even have to come close to that and it's just about how am i the p you know and this is why i think everyone's just so on their toes right now am i going to be the people that's kneeling down you know you know making sure that this is peaceful or am i going to be behind a giant military gun weapon yeah man it's just insane and i hope that you know this day never comes by and everything um, you know, aside for that, like I'm doing what I can, I'm, you know, you know, making music, you know, doing, starting up this podcast again and everything. Um, right. You and, doing yeah. this podcast alone is like you said, you don't really know where to go because you're not, you're not black or anything. Yeah. Like this is what you could have done to your ability, the best of your ability to yeah. actually get a voice out. Perspective is literally the best thing that you right. have, that you have to have in this world. You know, I know what it's like to, uh, you know, thankfully, been you know not racially just uh you know be torn down i guess you can say but i know what it's like to understand that oh shoot like you know you may be hispanic so you kind of kind of do get your eyes around you mm -hmm. i have a positive outlook on life my mom's yeah. very my mom's like very very you know protective and everything and she the thing that she doesn't under, understand and able to wrap her head around i'm just like mom like i'm brown right like the only thing that i you know get nervous about is maybe if i get stopped by an officer you know right. and, and and even if that i'm respectful right. you know and of i course. even told her Always. and i even told her i was just like I was just like, Mom, if things go from zero to 100, I always have my phone and I start recording. Yeah. And I hate to say that, but you know what? Nine times out of ten, they're recording on their body cams too, so why can't I? Right. And this is just in the wildest case scenario. right to record law. And yeah. Like, yeah. 100% right. This is in the worst case scenario about how just if they were just being flat out rude to me and, you know, the, the longest transaction, transaction of a cop that I've had, maybe four minutes for him to write me a speeding ticket. Yeah. Four minutes. That's it. But if, you know, something like your case and everything where it's like, okay, we need to search the car when you need to do all in handcuffs and everything. Heck no. I'm getting out my phone. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. And that's one thing I did because, like, it was, uh, that was about, like I said, around, like, j early junior years when that happened. And, uh, like, I think, like, like everything, I was questioning the officers and, like, like I didn't have time to pull up my phone. I just didn't think about it because I was so focused on, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, but they're like, all right, like hand on the holster. Everybody step out of the car. I was like, what? What are you doing? I was like, we're literally going home. Why do you have to pull us out of the car? We don't have anything on us. It doesn't smell like weed. Like I was just like questioning all this. And so they opened up the door for us. Like they, yeah. They, wow. Yeah. They were like, all right, step out or we're going to have to remove, remove you by force. And I was like, all right, dude. And so that's when I stepped out, hands up everything like i like immediately put my hands on the top of the car because as as a like african-american black male that's what you have to do in those scenarios like like also adding to that around like a couple i'd say about a couple months ago 
I was uh, in around Cuba, Missouri. Oh uh, yeah, with my cousin because it's like, like two hours away. Or yeah, an hour like, away. It's, it's yeah, it's like an hour and a half away. But then it's another like hour and a half drive to like my family's pro- property. Like because like my wide side, we own a farm. Yeah, it's around like it's fucking massive. It's like almost a thousand acres. Like, Damn, can we shoot on it? Yeah, one hundred percent. I'll try to get people out there. Like we will bring everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we will bring uh, everything. Uh, right now, I'm in the works of trying to get my girlfriend down there. Heck so, yeah, well, yeah. Take the coal down there. She'll yeah, love she'll it. love it. Absolutely. But um, try get scared of. Oh my God! There's nothing here. Yeah, there's nothing here. <laughs> I can't get Wi-Fi. Dude, you know she uh she grew up in Jefferson City, so like not, really, yeah, so I never like, knew that. Kind of like the southernish part of like Missouri, like not really. Oh, southern, that's right. But, she went to Assumption with Steegs. I forgot about that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so she she's got that tomboy side to her, and that's yeah. what I like. I like. Yeah, she has that red pretty girl background like background but i also really like her deep background where she's like not afraid to do, do things dangerous not afraid to do things i understand get her hands that's dirty why you a guys, little bit you guys had that chemistry that's awesome right bro can you like imagine in like a year the music's like that's gonna come out like we're already getting like a hint of it with everything like the baby's mm-hmm. talking about and everything with his remix and everything and yeah, especially I, if like yeah I, was, I tuned into that yeah jack harlow you know the fact that he just got his career popping but everything just kind of went halt and everything mm-hmm but uh, continuing on. Oh, that, you're good. No, you're all good, man. Uh, we were driving from. We were in like Crawford County, like a little like it was like a small part of section of county. Make of, sure you're like, close Cuba. to the mic so people can hear you. Uh, it was like in Crawford County, like a small part of Cuba, and yeah. my cousin. We we were like fucking hauling ass. Like I'm not yeah. like we are definitely in the wrong. Uh, we, we went. He got like a speeding ticket mm-hmm. going. 99 and a 70 wow yeah we were zooming my because, goodness because we were trying to get go like because it's like like you said it's like two hours from there to the farm yeah and so we were like we just want to go home like we were just trying to zoom we were on the highway and we see this like 370 ford truck rolling up on us like I, I like i don't know the exact like uh because my cousin's way better at cars he was like it was like a g7 370 supra like ford truck pulling racing up on us and we were like i was like oh no you're about to get pulled over he oh, was like man. he was like god damn it bobby and i was like yeah you gotta pull over man he's gonna he's gonna slap us with a mad ticket and i was like i don't know man it's like your first offense first time getting pulled over he might just let us go be like slow the fuck down and you're like you're in my county whatever yeah and like immediately like what i've been taught to do what i've been told to do what i've seen on like like social media and stuff is i immediately put my hands up because i was in the yeah. passenger side yeah. i put my hands up on the dash yeah and he, he was a white cop very very cu- country southern accent he walks up he's like where the hell are you guys off to? I was like, I didn't say anything. My cousin was like, oh, we're just trying to get to St. Louis. We're, we're really late for something, and we were just trying to like get there as fast as possible. I'm sorry. I didn't even realize I was speeding. And he looked at me. He, like, dipped in the, like, under the windshield. And yeah. he was like, he was like, you don't have to put your hands up on the dash, son. He was like, I don't know why you're doing that for. And I was like, nope, I'm good. I'm going to keep my hands right here. It's what I've been taught to do. It's I feel most safe. You feel most safe when I'm in this position. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like, that wasn't even, like, any form of discrimination. It was just funny that he recognized that that's the situation that people of color have to do whenever they're putting that yeah. putting that dilemma whenever you're getting pulled over by a cop is to put your hands up on the dash show your hands make sure you're not fidgeting make sure you don't look nervous and things like that like because 
cops like not all cops are bad no, I, I, def- absolutely. I definitely realize that there's a lot of good-hearted cops like yeah uh officer gordon gordon oh my god yeah. gordon is the goat yeah dude very <laughs> nice guy uh i'll get on another story about that in a second yeah how, go for much it i love him but yeah man it was just it was funny that he he like they are very aware that black people are nervous around cops yeah and that's why he was trying to get me to like calm down a little bit like you don't have to do that you can relax but i was like no i feel most comfortable in this position but just because everything that you've had to go through right it was and like i want to get on that officer gordon topic it was really funny um got in a fight at high school i think you remember that i'm not going to name any names but it was with uh whatever yeah yeah, it's all good what year it was sophomore year. Maybe. I may have remembered it. I don't know. We can talk about it later. Sophomore yeah. year, I get in a fight because this kid is being racist. He wasn't being racist to my face because he was too scared to be. A um, little bit of backstory. We were all on a Discord call with my friends. We were playing video game. Mm-hmm. And he joins the chat. And it was uh, we were all talking and stuff. I leave the chat because I had to go do something. Yeah. And as soon as I leave, he starts running his mouth. Like, he just starts, oh, Carter this, Carter that. He was like, he's acting like a like fucking nigger, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so rude. And wow. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, and the one, like, it wasn't even that, that, that word that really sparked my aggression. It was like. The fact that he wouldn't say it to your face. It was uh, that and also, like, you know, the Mike Brown situation. Yeah. Michael Brown. Yeah. He said it was like literally like a couple months after that. He he said to them, he was like, "Where's Ferguson when you need it?" Oh, about me, great. about me, great. and I was like, "Oh, so you're wishing death upon me now?" Perfect. Good, good to know. Awesome. All and right. So dude. I walk up to the kid at school, and I'm like, "Listen, man, I know you're talking behind my back because of what my friends told me." And I was like, "And now it's just up to you." to say that to my face and I won't be your ass if you just have the confidence and like just to show me that you have the balls but if you like don't and you just like pussy out pretty much again I'm gonna whoop your ass because that just shows that you have no um self-confidence no backbone no backbone to do it to my face and he was like oh I don't I don't really remember what I said. I was really high when I said it, blah, 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 making all these excuses. And I was like, all right, dude, like, I'm going to count to 10 before, like, I whoop your ass. And so I start counting down from 10, make it to five. He was just, like, looking at me and, like, not even saying anything. So I, I, I grab him and I start hitting him. And, like, I hit him, like, three, four times. And then I get tackled by Principal Turner <laughs> and just get bull rushed. I get tackled to the ground and I pop back up and he's like, Go like walk down the hall right now, and I was like, "All right, I got my hits in. I'm good." Like he understands that I'm not like someone that's. You're not gonna like just dive, oh, jump right, on top no. of a pull a Mortal Kombat. And move. like <laughs> Officer Gordon was standing there, and he he walked me down to uh, the counselor's office. Actually, no, it was the 11th grade office, right yeah. by the counselor's room. Yeah. And so he walked me down, and he was like, "So what happened?" And I was like, "Uh, he was being very racist towards me, and so I beat his ass." He was like, "What did he say?" And so I told him everything, and he was like, "Oh, I would have beat his ass too." <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, "Dude, that's so funny," because I was like, "Yeah, man." Like, as you can see where my aggression's coming from, he was like, "All right, man." He was like, "I like," 
He was like, would people st- thought you like were about to fight Turner? He was like, if you would have put hands on the principal, nah. I would have slapped you in cuffs. And he was like, but nah. I'm not gonna do anything. No, he no, no, no. Like, you you have your objective. Like Turner didn't do anything right. wrong. Like he was just doing his job to make sure like nobody got hit. Or if you would have, because y- y- I know you don't want to absolutely kill somebody, but like the reason they do that is just because even if you punch him and he falls and hits his head hard, yeah. then it turns into a really bad situation because on the court or whatever that's either manslaughter that's first degree or some shit and yeah it's first degree i would even feel bad right. because even rogan says that on podcast he says that knocking someone out does not feel good it's just you know as even as much as you want it to happen if they're just lights out and you're like oh shoot like what have i done i would like kind of burst in the tears being like oh my gosh like i'm fucking afraid of myself right and you see like happened. all five videos and people getting knocked out yeah. and they're like what's up bro whoa, whoa, whoa. like like they have that aggression and uh adrenaline there mm-hmm. but probably like a couple hours down the road they're like damn like i i could have really hurt that person like like fatally yeah and so and like that's it's i'm happy you said that because i never have the intention of actually knocking someone out mm-hmm. just more like slapping sense into them yeah and another kind of uh scenario that happened like racially I was out of McDonald's. A little, little bit funny that I have some McDonald's in front of me right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was out of McDonald's with, and like I can say these names because they weren't really a big like story. And it was with Kayla Murphy and yeah. Sarah Q. Yeah. And and her mom. And mm-hmm. like we were all driving to the McDonald's. It was right after school. School was letting out. We were in the Kirkwood district at one of the McDonald's and. We go in. I'm sitting. I know at, exactly McDonald's. It's right across from Taco Bell and everything. Yep. Right where all that. I know exactly where do our mod pizza is. Yeah. So I was sitting like at like the counter table at McDonald's. They were sitting to my left, right. Yeah. And I was in the middle. Her mom was sitting out in the car because she just didn't want to come in with us. She got her food. She was just chilling in the car. And um, the uh, there's two uh, mixed kids walk in with one like. I'd probably say, like, a little bit taller than you white kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they were together. They seemed like it, but they're, like, not really. Uh, and so these these two mixed kids, they're, like, they knew Sarah and Kayla. And they were, like, kind of, like, talking to them. They were just being kind of disrespectful towards... They were, like, oh, who's that little... Uh, who, who's that Who's that kid that you're sitting next to? And they were, like... Oh, that's our friend Carter. And they were like, oh, he's all... Because I, it was like, I don't know what day it was at Limburg, but I was dressed up really nice. I oh, okay. Up. okay. I had, like, khaki pants on, dr- like, dress shoes. I was really nice. And they are like, who's that preppy kid you're with, blah, blah, blah. And, I was, and they were like, oh, that's just our friend Carter. And they were like, oh, like... You hanging out with this white boy? And I was like, I'm not, I'm not white. <laughs> and so... I like I was like me being that like aggressive hothead back then and they're like I like I like I was like oh I'm gonna beat these kids ass like they're, they're talking shit on me they don't even know me I like I'm I'm definitely gonna press the issue if they keep talking shit about me so I have earrings so I start taking it off my earrings and then I start t- like my bracelets on and rings and I start taking that all off they're like oh he's taking off all his shit why is that and the, I was like I looked at her and I was like then you I was like I'm taking this off because you better keep your mouth shut and they're like what are you gonna fucking do blah 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 they're just like kind of pressing me and I was pressing them and so Sarah and Kayla immediately knew the situation they knew I'm a hothead they knew I'm like I was willing to take on these two fucking dudes by myself mm-hmm. like I didn't care mm-hmm. and so they're like Carter get out you're in a public place good leave leave it's not a big deal and I was like all right you're right I start walking out of the McDonald's this white kid 
Oh no. Yeah, you remember this story? I think so. Oh, okay, no. so I start walking out of the McDonald's. We get literally in Sarah's car. And she's driving. We're literally about to like the entrance is right there. Yeah. We're pulling out of the, the like the turn for the, the road and white kid comes out first because this is where I don't think that the white kid was with them because like I feel really bad if I may have misheard this kid or may have done something wrong but we're pulling out the kid comes out first and then the two kids mixed kids come out behind him and he was like yeah leave like a pussy ass and I think he even said the n-word with the er or and like just nigga and I it was like probably around like 20 yards away so I can't really like say if I heard him correctly but either way it was a white kid saying that word yeah and so I didn't have a right to beat his ass then and there but I definitely like this is where I kind of justify myself is so I get out of the car and walk up to the kid and I'm like you want to say that shit to my face because I want him to repeat it because I didn't hear him clearly I was like say that shit to my face like like if you have any balls do it and he like I was like probably like two inches away from him yeah and he pushes me like and immediately as he put his hands on me that's when i came on i grabbed the shirt hit him twice picked him up slammed into the ground hit him a few times and th- like i like i didn't slam him hard i just double legged him yeah and this is like getting back to the fun like i don't like to knock people out no as no. i got him on the ground i'm holding him down with one hand and i hit him twice and he's like not really even fighting anymore and I, like, squeeze him down, and I'm like, are you done? Like, I asked him, because I'm not trying to whoop your ass. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, like... A fight is a fight. A beat is a beat. Right. Yeah. I hold him down, and I'm like, are you done? And he was like, yeah, I'm fucking done. And what was really funny is I started hearing, like, sirens because we were at a public place. Like, yeah. I knew that, like, cops were going to be called like that. Yeah. And there was, like mom's getting out of the car like stop fighting stop fighting and i was like nah dude like this kid's about to get what he deserves you guys are best friends. Like, and so i let him go and i'm wearing this dress shirt and an undershirt and so me being like the little delinquent i was like i thought i could be like so slick and so i start running down like the sidewalk of like that look like, because there's like side buildings yeah. too and then like that mcdonald's and there's a sidewalk next to it and then i take off my my dress shirt and i throw it in the bushes and like, because they were like they were looking for a kid yeah. in a pink dress up shirt. Yeah. I was wearing a black undershirt. So I was like, Oh, I'm good. Yeah. And so I get like probably like five minutes not five like two minutes down the road and cops are rolling up behind me. They're like, He's holding my shirt. He's like, You forget this in the bushes? And I was like, Oh fuck. And he was like, Yeah, I thought so and he was like, Got out of the car, he was like, put me in cuffs, put me in the back seat, we rolled back to McDonalds, they started questioning us. And, uh, man, like, I was trying to, try- oh, this is the thing. They were, like, they started checking my pockets. I was, like, because they might be, like, yeah, stick they, me, stab me, poke me, stick yeah, me, that kind yeah. of thing. Because I was de- being detained. And uh, they were, like, do you have a wallet on you? And I was, like, no. And they were, like, well, the kid's missing a wallet. And I was, like, oh, shit. I was, like, well, that's not good because I just beat his ass. So they're going to think I took his wallet. Yeah. And which I didn't. And so what happened was, and I swear I saw this out of the corner of my eye, when I picked the kid up, because I picked him up about, like, pocket, like, area. Yeah. And so when I picked him up, I think I popped his wallet out of his pocket. Yeah. And it fell on the ground. I'm pretty sure I saw it with his keys, and I saw the two mixed kids, one of them, pick the wallet up, 
and he just left the scene. Piece of scene. And I was like, this is where I'm like, were they friends? Because, like, if they were friends, why would he just pick take up, it, take yeah. his wallet? And so, and just, like, completely piece of scene. And so, that's where I'm like, no, this kid wasn't with those two dudes. They were just, like, here to see a fight. And, like, they, they literally stole his wallet right whenever it fell out. But... Yeah, I was being questioned. I was literally about to get charged for stealing a wallet with like the kid said he had two hundred dollars in his wallet. Fuck I I off. thought that was bullshit. Why he, would you fight somebody with two hundred dollars in your wallet? Right, he had like he said I had like four gift cards to somewhere and like two hundred dollars. I was like You're just trying to get money. I yeah, that's immediately what I started thinking. Trying to get I was money like, for getting your ass whooped. <laughs> It was crazy. I get taken to the police station, and I'm being held in this room, like this little meeting room with a like cop standing by the door. Yeah. And my mom comes. She's fucking pissed at me that I got arrested. Yeah. And we're walking. My mom said when she was walking in, she was like the, the other kid's mom was yelling at a cop saying her son got attacked by a gorilla. Like wow. yeah, like I was like, oh, so now I Woo! now I can like can kind of make an argument that I did hear what I heard and that he definitely deserved Damn. like because like if a mom's saying that yeah. it, his thoughts may stem from that and so I was like, man, this kid, I don't feel bad pretty much. Yeah, like, yeah, and so that was, I would say I pretty much Damn. wrapped up all like my racial issues in my like early life and. I definitely know there will be more to come. Yeah, like absolutely. And like now that I'm getting more mature, like I'm, I've obviously realized. And like a lot of people say, like, oh, I let my white friends say the n word. No, I don't really let them. I make it known that it makes me uncomfortable. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, I ask for them not to. Are we say talking it. a? Are we talking hard R? Cause hard R. Okay, cool. Hard R is a very, 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 Both. very different story. Because that is diminishing not only you, but just the people that you're talking right. about, or just in general, a or of black culture. They're saying that you they have to use that word to tear you down, just mm -hmm. like you know, in the actual sense of where you are in the stature. That's awful. That's a thing. Yeah, and like one er is unacceptable. I might fight you for that. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, we just like nigga, like I might be a little bit annoyed but i've realized over time I'm now what about music that's the kind of thing i would like that's kind of want to address like, because you know zero to 100 great song you know but, or with whether it's yg quit snitching like right and like i guess my opinion on that is like my brother he's very like no you shouldn't say it. and yeah. his friends are like no you shouldn't say it while the music because although it's music that music was initially made like back in the 90s for black culture mm -hmm. like for black people to listen to to kind of like be like hey i'm gonna turn this word around for our culture so it doesn't seem as bad to us anymore because now it means friend to our culture yeah and it was originally made for that and now a lot of white people are starting to get into black music and mm -hmm. so that's where I kind of stand. Like like I said, yes, it annoys me, but I'm not going to argue with a person. I'm not going to spark up an argument. I'm just going to let that get under my skin. Pass all the time. I'll forget about it in yeah, like an hour. Exactly. Right. And, but my brother and his friend will 100% start and be like, no, you can't say that. That's like, they'll be like, it's just a song, bro. Yeah. And then they'll make an argument being like, yeah, that's a song made by a black person for a black community. Yeah. Like, and... 
that's where like it kind of like like it's very hairy the actual hairy the actual and argument, controversial yeah. yeah and but like I said like whenever like my friends say it and people say it around me yes it gets under my skin will I spark up an argument and fight them no because I'm not trying because it's to not be, directed at I'm you, not absolutely. trying I'm not trying to get angry and argue with people all my life like like I'm just trying to be happy and live a positive life like you said yeah absolutely and I think that. Um, and I even told my dad that whenever he, when I told him that I was making music, I was like, dad, I hope you know that I'm not just going to start saying that in like in my music because I didn't grow up with that dialogue around me. Right. Why should I start now just to be a POS to quote unquote, the industry that's actually doing right. that there's a time and place or, you know, uh, you know, the background that you have to have or to come from to understand what that word is and to use it respectfully exactly. towards no matter what, whether, you know, and like I would like even if you w- look, uh, just read or just hear the lyrics in even Rockstar from the Baby about how he got into a mass shooting. Uh, he got into a shooting at a Walmart in front of his fucking daughter in self defense, mm. and I he's like, that. he's like, I'd kill another guy too. You know, of course he didn't say guy. Okay, I'll kill another guy too because he killed uh one in front of his daughter before the age of two. It's like you right. know he's putting his actual life into his actual art, which makes it just you know insanely. Different. insanely different and impactful he's not really yeah giving to what the industry wants he's doing what he wants yeah and that's what i respect about it absolutely no definitely man it's insane but uh yeah i feel like we've talked a lot about the racial side yeah if you want to talk about anything else, like how's your how's your DJ going, bro? Man? It's going all right, man. Uh, sadly, you like said you're be- making beats. And all stuff. of this, all this Corona is you know doing okay. Like all this Corona is just making the situation only okay because we, you know there's still a debate about if kids are gonna go back to school. If kids don't go yeah. back to school, how are we supposed to do homecoming dances? They said that they were gonna like start like like in January is when oh they were gonna start God. doing like people coming to school it's like, insane, or thinking man. about it. Like that just means like. This whole next class might not even see, like, the high school or, like, not even really be a part of it. And this is going to be even more fucked because we are already going to have uh, different types of classes because of the whole Limburg being, like, torn down and uh, rebuilt mm-hmm. because the math building is gone. I've been seeing on Instagram, too, uh, like, the football, like, team. They're, mm-hmm. they're doing, like, summer training still, which um, don't really know how, like, sports are going to work out. Yeah, I know, man. Um because like like I know a lot of people won't be there to be, like they might like still host the sports kind of like what professionals doing where there's like nobody in the stands that record it and stuff or live stream it so like the actual athletes will be playing but no like yeah. viewers or anything which like I like Lindbergh football a lot I like I'll always be an alumni I'll always yeah, be an expert there and like I always want to see them do good and so I'll be excited if they do that but I also like like and I since I'm going to the Marines in January, I, I would say like I want to see a football game, but I'll have plenty of time to if they start doing it. Uh-huh. Like because like the football season goes all the way through like August through. And now, man, and then now you have to understand that what happens if and this is the same thing that's going on. Like the NHL starts, I think literally like Monday, I think when they start opening training camps, mm-hmm. and then the NHL actually is the first league to come up with a plan. They start August first, and wow. they're, they're talking about how. Daily testing. They're going to be working in the bubble. They're going to be like, you know, they're not going to put up with shit outside the bubble. If you're out, they're going to send you home. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think it's 30, it's 30 players you could have on your roster plus unlimited goaltenders. Wow. Yeah, you can have for all teams that are in. Hmm. Uh, and I think it's 24 teams because it's usually a 16, but 24 teams are playing in a uh, five round 
bracket to get in the actual 16 teams. Why is that unlimited goaltender? Unlimited goaltenders because right now the um, the OHL is shut down. The OHL, mm. the CHL, the AHL, and the gotcha. e- even the um, Swedish, the KHL over in Europe. Right now, everything is shut down. There is no Memorial Cup for their so minor leagues. So they're just leagues. trying to get like so, players. So basically, let's say if you know stuff. Tarasenko goes down, hopefully not. We can't call anybody up from the Chicago Wolves or any of our minor league team because there is no team. So right now, they're wow. trying to just get as many people. Because, you know, that's what you could do last year. If somebody gets injured, call somebody up. Yep. Call somebody up. But right now, and same with, same with NBA players in football, like like the MLB is going to play maybe a 65-game season when it's, I think, usually 135. Wow. Like, I didn't even realize that. Like, I like – like, the only reason I attend the baseball is because the Cardinals, St. Louis, go, yeah. like, go cards. But, man, baseball is, like – in my opinion, I just can't sit through. Like I, I, I get it, man. It's very boring, but I, because I love the fast pace of hockey. Right. Once I watched hockey, and I was like, oh my god, it's just nonstop action, right. nonstop action. Going to a game, and I've told all my friends because uh, uh, a lot of my buddies. Uh, I was actually talking to Giancarlo about this. I was like, bro, if I have good seats, I'll go with you. Right. But I, I'm not gonna be on the fucking nosebleeds watching ants play baseball. Exactly. No. Like and like that's kind of like the like because a lot of people say, oh, would you rather play the sport or watch the sport? I would definitely way more play. 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 I'm more um, watch because I just didn't give. Well, a like I would like sports. to play the sport of baseball. Yeah. I would like to watch hockey because I can't skate for shit. <laughs> and then I would like to play football. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, like. Baseball is something where I'm like, I'll watch it because it's a part of my team and my city. Yeah. But like, I I will not 100% stay on track with that. I'll be yeah. like, oh, we won. Have that's, you that's seen good. how big uh like uh Ballpark Village has gotten? No. It's its own community down there, dude. Oh, like with the city down there. The, yeah. the city, like I can't believe it. They're like making like condos and hotels, and just yeah. it's like there's so much money that goes into this now and everything. And now this is just stopping everything about oh, how man. you know. Thankfully, and I, and I think it's hilarious because the world couldn't handle the Blues finally winning the cup. Dude, the world was, couldn't fucking handle it. It was dude, like, all right, they're like they're so pissed. And same with the Chiefs. Like I know they weren't in St. Louis, but yeah. go Missouri, man. Like oh, yeah. strong state. Man, I was so happy when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I was like, so happy I was too, so man. Ecstatic. That like that was like a, a phenomenal story, and the fact that you know, did you see his contract? Ten years, five hundred million. Ten years, yes. He's like he has like the longest contract ever signed in the NFL. Why would you not sign him for ten years? People are saying like, my, I was talking to my uh, coworker about it. I was like, can you fucking believe that ten year contract? I was like, what if he like. Like blows a fucking knee out like before then he's uh, he's a running he's not a running quarterback he's yeah he's an out of pocket quarterback where he like likes to scramble he out shakes to, people off instead of runs for the high hills right like like comparing him and Lamar Jackson Lamar yeah. Jackson's a runner yeah he likes to shake people Texans then, right boom no Lamar Jackson's Baltimore Ravens oh my gosh I'm thinking who am I thinking of uh Texans man that oh fuck. Deshaun Watson. Thank it. Hey, that's it. That's it. That's it. Deshaun Watson. It. Yep. Uh, what do you? So going back to kind of like everything that's uh, relevant today, how do you think of the whole Drew Brees situation? Uh, I haven't been on. I'm not really familiar. Long with that story yet. short, um, he was talking about how he comes from a big military family, mm-hmm. and he was saying how. Uh, he found it very disrespectful about people kneeling during the national anthem, oh. and a lot of people kind of got yeah, up on his Colin ass, Kaepernick like, kind of thing. yeah, Colin, kind of the Colin Kaepernick kind of thing. But he kind of took it a different stance. Colin Kaepernick was kneeling because of just you know 
you know, different racial problems in the United States and in football. Drew Brees was like, well, I don't understand where you're coming from, but the reason why he doesn't understand it is because he's white. Right. You know, and even LeBron went after Brees and was like, you, that's not what we're talking about. We're not just, we're not talking about this. We're talking about all the racial problems that's going on in the the United States, but you don't see that. The reason in my eyes, people are kneeling during the national anthem isn't a 100% fuck you to the government. It's more like, we're not going to support this until you actually give the citizens what we want. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not like, oh, we're always going to be kneeling on our knees whenever the national anthem comes up. It's like, as long as we start seeing the progression and racial equality in America, that's yeah. when we'll all start unifying and start doing that stuff. But until then, I, I don't really see, like, there, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. Like, um, Cam Newton... Yeah. Something he's been really up to date with, like, still, like, imposing that he's, like, not, like, fucking with the government or what they're doing or, yeah. like, social media. He, every single picture he posts on Instagram, he uses, like, the black, the black, like, old, black and white old filter. Mm-hmm. Every single video, every single picture, that's what he does. Because yeah. he's still, like, it's kind of like, like, oh, like, changing your profile picture to the black hand. It's, like, kind of like that to kind of show that. He's with the black community and everything, and I respect that a lot. Mm-hmm. And it probably takes a big, large amount of confidence to do that because you're such a part of a big industry, you know? And, yeah, man, it's just mm-hmm. – he's got some balls. Yeah, it does. So probably the last topic before we end this, it's already been like an hour and seven. I okay. knew that wasn't going to be hard because you and I uh, both know each we other know and everything. Absolutely. We know how to ramble and everything. Um, how do you s- keep comfort – with everything that's going on, I guess, being being a minority. How do I keep comfortable? How do you just stay calm and just kind of like just keep your head on straight and everything? Because after a while, I don't know. I don't know because you know, I'm seeing therapy like starting Monday because of all the anxiety that I'm facing because wow. of the world, whether it's not even just the family the family structure that I have or just all of the racial problems that's going and on. I, I respect you for that because I've, I've been in my fair share of like therapy and yeah. stuff and like uh, – I should have been on it a long time ago, but I had distractions. I had my job, Carter. Yeah, that, I had people around me and everything. I didn't have the that. world was, going to shit. I was literally going to say the the way I've been keeping my head on straight and like it's not even really like I haven't been like paying attention to what's going on. It's like I've been kind of like absorbing all the information and not speaking on it and just waiting for that time. Like, the, yeah. like this is probably the like the time that I needed to actually Absolutely. start speaking on it. But the way I've been, uh, like, I guess, like, keeping my head on straight is, like, the Marines, man. Like, yeah. Um, I leave in January. I've been doing PT training. You have, bro. Yeah. Good for you, boss, Losing, man. Do you know uh, what your job's going to be? Not yet. I go to MEPS in August. Oh, okay. Yeah, I go to MEPS in August, which is the Military Interest Processing Station. Nice. And that's where I, like, I sign an oath and do my oath mm-hmm. to the military, basically sign my life away yeah. for four years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, then I'll choose, like, my job. Then I, t- I actually take the ASVAB first, the test. Oh, okay. Oh, you still haven't taken it. I thought you had No, already. I haven't. Okay. I take the ASVAB and MEPS, and then after that, I uh, then I choose my job. Got it. And, like, I want to be, uh, like I said, I want to be, like, I want to, like, my end-all, be-all career to be computer engineering. Yeah. 
or like computer manufacturing. I want to be like the new guy making like the new i twenty core processor kind of deal. Like, dude, they need people like you, boss man. Hell yeah! So like that because that's the one industry that will always keep growing is technology. Oh no, shit! It'll absolutely, make a dude. Really great amount of money, and like I might even start my own business because what I want to do in the military is I want to start off with a basic because I don't really have a lot. Like like I said about naming that Ford truck. I don't have a lot of uh automotive background. Automotive engineering and mm-hmm. like like that kind of section of the job and trade. And so yeah, I want to do something basic in the Marines where it's like working on cars like or like trucks and mm-hmm. stuff for the military and then I want to move up to aviation engineering where okay. you're working on like planes, helicopters wow. and stuff like that. So whenever I retire out of the military after 4 years, I can get a job at Boeing like that. Oh, you totally can, right. dude. Because instead of like going to a four-year trade college yeah. with trade, like you do work a little bit hands-on, mm-hmm. but it's mostly schooling. And yeah. Trades are becoming so, they so will useful. Hire, um, like and I was talking to my cousin who's like retired from the Marines. He okay. works for the federal government, does background checks on guys that are like making sure they're spending their government money properly and yeah. stuff like that. And he was like, these guys that are like – Coming out of the Marines, retiring, going to work for Boeing or making like to start base pay, like this is like shit compared to their eyes. Eighty grand a year, like to work for Damn. Boeing. Yeah, right. literally. And so if I have some experience under my belt with automotive engineering and yeah. um what's the word I'm looking for? Engineering and ah screw it. But uh yeah, he was like they're making like eighty grand a year, and so that's my plan is like to rack up that money for like a five year period and then open up my new on my own business. And the fact that you'll have a military background, you'll have more just not even uh, experience, reliability, and just respect from any anybody Trying in a business. To hire, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess that's like my overall plan is after that, like, and that's what's been keeping my mind so like focused. Mm-hmm. Yes, like there's a lot of racial inequality that I need to focus on because I'm like that both sides and yeah. stuff, but. At the end of the day, I need to focus on me and what's going to set up my life for success. And then I can start fixing around the problems in my community around me because I'm who's going to listen to me? I'm a I'm an 18 year old nobody like in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> and so at the end of the day, I need to get my name out there. I need to get some money. Yes, and so sir. That's, that's what I need to do first. I need to yes, focus sir. on myself and what I need for my future. And that's then, awesome, boss, man. Then start working on the problems around. Go me. do it, dude. Go do yeah. it. Awesome. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there, honestly. Carter, thank you so much for coming on the show. If anything course, you want to plug, go for it. Uh, nothing really much. I guess I can just plug my Instagram. It's Carter Schmitz <laughs> underscore. Give me okay. some more followers, yo. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. pretty much it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the Minic Mindset. Uh, I'm so happy to <clears throat> get this podcast up and running. I've been doing so much uh, outside of it, whether it's making uh, making beats, making music, and everything, just hanging out with friends, trying to enjoy summer. Uh, actually, going to probably go into whether this, doing this on the side, and probably going to go into trade school because DJing's just kind of been put on put on hold, sadly. Yeah, but you got to do what you got to do. Just keep you know? making them beats, man. Yes, just, sir. Just keep having a whole file of your music, man, and then you'll be able to release that shit absolutely well this uh audio the audio platform will be available you know right away like i always say but the actual cameras we actually have you on two cameras actually uh that will be done for whenever i get done editing but i've gotten a lot better done editing so i think that should be good well carter boss man 
I Always can't a wait good for thing. it, man. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, have a great time. Uh, be safe, you know, and find your passion. And we'll see you next time. Take care, guys. All right, peace.